1: You'll find us here, moving iron. Hello and welcome to Moving
0: Iron Podcast. Markets, not markets. It's the wrong
2: show. It is the wrong show.
0: Hello and Back welcome. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast. Boots on the ground, number six. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by Axon Tire, helping dealers move more iron for the past 100 years. For more information, go to axontire.com. Now, Aaron, you're you're, you, you fashion a hat from time to time, don't you? From time to time. Do you do more like a Stetson 10-gallon? Like, what are you doing? I, I haven't worn a taco for about 30
2: years. <laughs> that's, that, 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 that's a day fennel. <laughs> I haven't worn a taco for about 25 years, so, or about 20 years. 20 years? So,
0: yeah, I, I do like me a ball hat. A nice ball hat. Well, go to marketingaxontire.com. axontire.com, give me your information. They'll send you a free alliance branded ball cap that you can you can sport terrific on your next date
2: absolutely there you
0: go right, backwards so backwards maybe tilt it just a little bit to the side yeah sup nice. there sup you go. that's
1: exactly how i used to wear mine just <laughs> a little bit cockeyed to make people question me a
0: little bit <laughs> just go to market and and uh they'll send you one out send them your details and they'll get you one out to you so check that out Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 for all your trucking needs at Valley. Our transportation, no, that's not how it goes. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. And I'll give you one of these. And no matter how you buy your farm equipment, whether it's from a dealer, an auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. All right. So this week we have a very special guest. One that is very near and dear to, to both my heart and Aaron's heart. So it's one it's of very our special. one of our special friends from the place where God put his ever last blessing on. And that's Illinois. and, and
2: not only from an I state, but we're two I states
0: touch. <laughs> Three, three, three. I three, three, three ice
2: states touch,
0: <laughs> and they have come together to make this nice little bread basket of the world. That you, we had an is... awful year; it only rained seventy-three times. <laughs> our, our yield was way off this year; it was only three hundred. Yeah, whatever. We, uh, whatever. We're going to we have do. to
2: invest in a pivot someday. This three fifty <laughs> corn is not working.
0: Your uh, your corn yielded more than my wheat per acre. So yeah, <laughs> high five. Okay, so. <laughs> Brent Bowen from AHW. How you doing, man? Good to see you, boys.
1: <laughs> Good to have you. Good to have you, my man. Good to be on, man. I'm great. I am super. The little you guys are in t-shirts. I'm in a sweatshirt. No big deal. Yeah. But it's hot out forget, here. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's 45 today. Yep. 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 Well, Brent is. Would uh, you
2: rather grow 300 bushel of corn or wear a t-shirt in May?
1: No
0: comment. <laughs> <laughs> Brent uh, Brent Bowen is a uh, good friend of ours. We've known him for a, God, I don't oh, no, you know, forever. No, as long as I've been doing this, Coonsage, if you yeah. will, and he's a fellow wholesaler. You know, I keep saying like I'm still part of that group, but I'm I'm not. You are. You know, you're I mean, always part of that group. I'm like I'm like the like the fifth wheel on the third wheel on the date. You oh know what no. I mean? You know, no. man, it's like the guy that's hanging out like you used to be cool, then You, you gotta know, think or, of it this way. You wanna further your career, you know? You you got me going in it, <laughs> and I was like tight for first. <laughs> okay. So this whole realm is yeah. yours. No, it's this is this is uh You are this, this you are our Gandalf. Here. Uh wow, that's
2: that was reach wasn't That it? was really a nerdy uh, thing. I mean, to say, I'm, bro. I'm
0: really surprised Holy that I Trump. even know how to yeah. relate that. So much is explained now. I know. So many, so many things just Take came. Take it together. easy, Schmeagle. There's two. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Good
1: gracious.
0: So <laughs> Brent, tell tell everybody what you do at AHW, <gasps> man.
1: So I've been with uh I came to AHW, which at the time was Aaron's brother's uh right out of college. And I thought I knew something and then I got hired and yeah in I thought I knew something about farm equipment. And then I went to work with farm equipment every day and I learned I didn't know anything. And I had a lot of good teachers along the way. And uh, I've been doing this since 2010, mm-hmm. not always in the wholesale side, but always selling something. Um, ran the Ran the fleet, ran the transportation for a number of years and sold, and um, just always was at one of our larger inventory stores and just running the fleet. Our old wholesale manager obviously worked out of this office and it just kind of migrated over to me because I knew these people because we were working back and forth with deliveries. And Mm -hmm. goodness, I guess for the last four years, that's pretty much been my. Main focus, and in the last two years, that's all I do. I don't deal in the retail side much anymore, but um, mostly, mostly, almost always wholesale. I'll still jump in and sell a retail piece here or there if we have to. If somebody else, if I still office out of a store, I still have an office on the showroom. So I'll still sell some retail when when the other guys are out in the field with local customers. So I'll still... Get involved with that some, but most of the time I'm dealing with guys just like you. Right on. And that—that's kind of it. That's all I know. That's—that's that's all I literally know is sell farm equipment.
2: Well, thanks for joining us, Brent. Yeah, it it's a been good, a pleasure a to have podcast. you on the podcast. Thanks,
0: Appreciate that. Now today we're going to talk about a myriad of things. So throw a few things out there. One is obviously with with Brent being where he's at in uh in the state that he is. So there's. It is wicked cold up there, and oh, refresh! I got to play this.
1: You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge.
0: When you hear Easy E come on, we're not coming straight out of Compton. All it's right? getting real. We're, we're just going to talk about a little street knowledge that we got out there. So we got all kinds of fun stuff happening out in that neck of the woods. So if you look at what's happening right now in Illinois, it is cold. It is wet. Um, I've talked to a lot of my buddies out that way, and it's it's just a slow turn right now as far as getting stuff planted.
1: Yep. What are you seeing out there, man? Incredibly wet. Mm-hmm. I think we're 2 inches of rain for the week. So, incredibly wet. Um we had a late snow and a lot of rain right about 2 weeks before we were getting ready to go. And uh that that put us back. We knew real quick we were <laughs> we were going to be we were going to be at least a week behind, but I think as of today, at least, well, I've driven the entire territory in the last week. We have one little isolated spot of our territory, which would be our farthest West territory, which would be around that Springfield area. They have the most amount done, but the rest of us have had from two days to, no more than five days in the field right so and that's i mean that's in the field that's working ground that's planting that's not five planning days that's and some of what we've done here local was marginally fit at best and we just did it yeah. because the calendar says exactly hey, you
0: know, it's time first. right yeah you
1: know, so it's time uh, i've said it a thousand times in the last week god bless exact emerge planners um god bless exact emerge planners so you know we we'd be in trouble if we didn't have them but yep we it's an they're just so incredible it's just amazing every every year you know how many years have they been out what that was the first one 26
2: yeah seven
1: yeah yeah i was like i remember we were getting some prototypes and it was like wow that's impressive and every year you know after this many years you'd think you'd just be accustomed to it and you're like mr customer what'd you plant today oh you know just 600 acres yeah Yeah. with the 24 row i mean it's just staggering so oh yeah we 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 have the we have the horsepower we have the machinery you know we're we're blessed to be in the heart of great farm ground a lot of late model high speed equipment we can get a lot done when we can get in there so nobody's panicking i was in the office all day talked to several customers as they come through nobody's panicking but we're all honestly we're all kind of like we've done everything we can do they're finding random projects to work on right they just can't get anything done that they want to get done so right
2: but the good news (laughs) is they're
1: getting shorter
2: yeah oh yeah you know to, to that point you watch the planning progress every day every week, whatever minimal percent minimal percent minimal percent, and we've seen the same thing since 2015 one yes. one week and we're ahead of the five year yep. average one week that's it we
1: just, you know we just need you know we're all a little bit we're all a little bit nervous uh, at least in our territory for from where i'm at to the to the north and i was literally at the wisconsin state line yesterday everyone is nervous about we've had we've got some crop in the ground and we've had enough rain but tomorrow i think 70 and sunny here and then you know sunday is uh warmer yet and windy and then monday it's like really warm and really windy. We're just worried that what we've already done, we're going to have to go out and rotary hoe. Right. Or we'll get to it and have to replant. So we we started when it was fit or fit enough to start. And now it's like, boy, we're just kind of, I just said about three times a day, two tenths of rain on Tuesday is not going to piss anybody off at all. Right. At least, yeah. but there's a long road to hoe to go, and we'll get it done always do got the equipment got you know we've got twenty five guys out of my shop we've got everybody in the neighborhood we've got big shops. we can get it done we can get it done fast it's It's not like when we were kids where it was it takes a month right give yeah. us give us ten days in the field and We're gonna make it happen. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, and you know what?
2: That's you're spot on. It used to be a month—a month of corn, a month of beans. Yep. If you had Milo, was a month, you know, half half a month to a month of Milo. Yep. That that was planting season. It was it was
1: three months. Our our Indiana stores would be a little bit farther along than we are. They they just soil type got in there a little bit earlier, maybe four or five days earlier and they they pushed harder and got more done but all in all in our territory east central illinois up to northern illinois and west central indiana we, we got we got we got a couple of weeks of work to do but it's going to click off when we can go we'll go and right. it's going to click off fast yep so speaking
0: of what you're just talking about you got the equipment everything's the way it is we have had uh An incredible run in selling equipment over the last two years, right? More so Mm -hmm. in the last four months than we've had previous two years. But I guess as you're looking at what's going on right now, I mean, the whole side of the wholesale side of the business, interest rates, isn't really that big of a story. I mean, if you got a buyer for the piece of equipment, you're going to find someone that wants to buy. I mean, it's just that simple, right? But on the flip side of that is the guy reselling that piece of equipment's got to worry about interest rates. So I guess as you're when you're looking around, Brent, and and you're talking to people. Um how how's that interest rate
1: conversation going with you? Very tricky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be super yes, super sir, vague. Right. See, I'm, I'm getting... uh, you know, our retail buyers are obviously just like yours, it doesn't matter what state they're in or what plant or what crop they're growing, they're hypersensitive mm-hmm. to interest rates. And they're I'll say they're probably more cognizant of the effect of interest rate now due to the fact that, you know, rewind the clock, not e- again, I have only been doing this for a blip of time, but you know, 10 years ago, or 12 years ago, there was no such thing as a $300,000 tractor. Right. Just, yeah. They Those were yeah. new tractors. Mm-hmm. Who starts to talk about, and now what, you know, like what, a $300,000 tractor, that's pretty much, that's, starting point to get on the lot unfortunately right the inventory mix has got a lot of holes in it so a three hundred
2: thousand dollar tractor now is a deal
1: yeah yeah (laughs) i mean you're you're not pulling exact emerges with three hundred thousand dollar tractors most of the time i'll just say that but they're definitely more cognizant of the interest rate and that that those conversations when i talk to other salesmen and just talk to customers as they come in and out, or when I visit with them, when I go to a store, they're very aware. And I would say, I don't want to say paranoid, but they're anxious, anxious, not even only in our business, but just life in general, the interest rate obviously going up. So they're, they're anxious. Um, A lot of the people we deal with went through the last or well, the only one that we would know, interest rate crisis, I'm going to call it. And I think they're aware that we don't have to have those interest rates into the teens for things to turn out the same way. No, no, no. Because the dollars at hand are just, I don't know how many X, I'm going to say 4X more. So they're very aware of it. Right. Very aware of it. Yep. And, And, you know, I remember when, you know, a zero percent interest rate. At, at times, it wasn't. You know, oh, we need to sell a used combine. We're going to use zero percent. Like now, it's like, hey, you're getting a smoking deal, right? At three and a half or four. Right. Like, yeah,
2: well, sure. and for there sure. were there was fifteen years where zero was like nobody cared. That was normal. Yeah. 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 It, it, every everybody had zero on combines. Right. If right. you don't have zero, you're the odd man out. Like, well, why are yeah. you guys at two percent? Like. Yeah, Uh, because we all are. Yeah,
1: because that's that's where I I can I can sympathize with that a lot because I we lived it a little bit. We we kind of held interest. We took we always treated each deal by the deal, right? So yeah, just throw each deal is on its own, right? Each deal stood on its own. We'd we'd rather buy interest on combines that stay stay local. It's no secret. The world wide web has changed this used equipment market. So, you know, if we're going to buy interest rate down to zero, well, we'd prefer to do it where the guy's going to come back and get his next one. But, you know, each, again, it overriding factor, each deal stood on its own when it came to interest. And uh, nowadays it's, you know, just, I, I was trying to sell a tractor the other day and and what's the cheap interest on it? Well, the cheap interest looks like 4.5%, or I think it was 475 whatever it was. Right, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Like, that's the cheap interest, huh? Yep.
0: Yes, it is, actually. Yep. So, uh, kind of back to your point, and this is the point I've, I've talked about a lot on here. I, if you go back to the 80s, when everybody wants to reference the 80s. You know, the 80s, this, 80s, yeah, It was an awful time, no doubt about it. Interest rates were anywhere from 14 to 14% to 20%. I mean, you could have financed your your uh your farm on a credit card and it would have been cheaper, you know, to do it that way. But long story short is if you go back to 1983, 84, 85, something like that, and you take the cumulative amount of equipment on the farm, I'm talking all equipment, trucks, trailers, support equipment, harvesting equipment, planting equipment, and all the tractors that you do everything with in between, I bet you would have had a million bucks. Mm.
1: I disagree, I, respectfully. Yeah, kay. I
0: I think that would you'd have to really push to hit that. But I'm saying, like, I'm talking a large operation. A larger operation. It, if
2: you took a mud guy,
0: yeah, a big. I'm not guy. talking like the one tractor, one combine, and a grain trailer type. I'm right. talking like a, a large operation on on a scale that we would that we would think of a larger operator now. They're oh, probably yeah. still farming the same number acres. They were farming. Way back when, right? You had.
2: Except now, their loader tractor
0: is yeah, a forty-eight fifty. So now you have the same. The big tractor. You get the same question now, where you're looking at. You know, you might have a tractor and a planner and that's a million bucks. Right.
1: Right. Oh, yo, for sure. So now you for start sure. looking at
0: these these bigger operators, and you start asking them, you know, like, you know, what, what's your this that? Another. I mean, they've got five or six four-wheel drives and they've got you know two of those are on planters two of those are on tillage running before ahead of that then you got two you know something else running some kind of a deep ripping tillage of some sort or or whatever it is that they're doing you know whatever the practices are then you got all the 8r stuff like those kind of things that come into play that 300 horsepower rail crowd tractor and then you got two or three combines on top of that and then you've got so on and so forth and you just keep going in the line next thing you know you're looking at twelve, fifteen million bucks. Even the small operator, oh, yeah. the smaller Easy. guy, he's running three to four million dollars worth of stuff.
2: But that that goes back to my point of if you had the the big multi-unit guy in 1985, right? Okay. Yeah. Yep. The biggest possible row crop tractor he could have would be a 4850. Right. Okay. That now is a six R. Right. Right. A a middle of the road right. almost six R yep. the smallest seven R right so but when that was you, also the
0: days of you had it's a, kind of the, the economics of scale if oh, yeah. you will yeah and I will they have uh, they have you, you're talking about back I mean you had but you had specific tractors for specific jobs oh yeah you had a planting tractor you had a tillage tractor absolutely you had a, this that and the other thing whatever it was you know you ran down the line today. With the exception of the loader tractor, right, so many of these tractors are, are, are being used in multiple situations, right? right. Multiple, uh, you know, they're not, you're not just taking a four-wheel drive, and it's not just your tillage tractor anymore, right? It's a tillage tractor, it's a plan tractor, and it's a grain car tractor,
1: you know, yep. in some situations. I agree with both of you in that regard. I, All right, cool, I kinda, we win. I, for, for I, I lean more towards Aaron's side of things because, okay. oh, come on, Darren, oh, there, there we go. I just, in my conversations with guys, the the dollars, the dollars it's, the dollars invested in these machines just to do, you know, let's say you are an absolute mega BTO in 1985, cranking out 3,000 acres, right? Yep. Maybe you had a million dollars worth of machinery, maybe.
2: Well, yeah, because you start, okay, say you farm 10,000 or 3,000, 5,000 acres in 85. You could have four
0: 8820,
2: right, Titan 2s with 1243 low 10 oil bath heads, and you have not even opened the door to the million dollar party. No. Right. And you so, mean, like, and ever, now today got, it's
1: like, well, we have that X9. And a- I, I guess what I was getting at with that was like to farm that same three to 4,000 acres today. And let's say you've been progressive to keep up with things along the way and traded pretty regularly, started trading combines back in the 9,500 roll days and stuck with it. You know, the dollars <laughs> on paper, it's like you've got, you've got, you know, your, eighty four hundred R that's you know what again I don't deal with new but you know right. it's four hundred plus you've got your high speed planner that's almost four hundred you've got your seven eighty you've got your thirty foot folding chopping corn head you've got your six forty FD your goodness gracious your dang head carts are thirteen thousand or fourteen yeah 000. no shit and, and then let's talk about the three or four semis you gotta have and the hopper bottoms. I So you've got three X the amount of inventory that you have to have to do the job in a timely manner. And your interest rate only has to be half as bad. I in my brain, I keep saying it's 7% to make things just unwind. So that's, that's how I've been looking at it in my super simple. I sell used equipment mind. Like it, the dollars we have invested in machinery are at least two, but probably more like three X. So interest rate only has to be half of what it was at the start of the the problem time. You know exactly. Sure, rate. Yeah. Right.
0: And I, and I ten, think ten I think is the new twenty. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, yeah. it's, you know, like when we go out to dinner, you know, we used to go out to dinner with a hundred dollar bill and like, hey. Me and the wife had dinner. Now it's like, well, you know, you did. That's that's not going to cover it. Where's the I, rest? You know, in Alliance, Nebraska, <laughs> it's not gonna cover in Alliance, Nebraska, it. if you take a
0: hundred dollar bill and Aaron Fennell's autograph to any, any steakhouse, you get a steak for free. So.
2: Actually, you can get a steak for one hundred and twenty bucks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but but uh, I just I just you're, think you're that, right, Yeah, I just think we've got a lot more dollars out there on the table just to do. And I'm not going to talk about land because it's expensive. I don't care if you're in Alliance, Nebraska, or Melvin, Illinois, it's expensive. Yep. So, you know, just on the machinery side of things, I think this interest rate is hypercritical. It could... Well, that, that, that interest rate also has a, has a bigger... It's it's bigger oh. than what it costs
0: to, to service that debt. What we're talking about from a from an entire world, uh, national economy. There's only so I mean you back in the 80s i think our whole entire national debt might have been i, don't know, I have no idea what it was but it was probably like 5 billion bucks you know 10 billion yeah. bucks something like that today 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 it's uh you know if you do the same math today i mean we're looking at 39 trillion dollars or whatever it is up to now that's like yeah, a I, whole another level of like you know as that's you some guys craziness.
1: know I'm kind, of, I'm kind of a military history nut and I think something to the effect that a javelin missile today is seventy five thousand dollars. They're a one trick pony. You shoot it once, it's done. There's your seventy five grand. And I think at the time in the late in the late sixties, a Huey was only like two hundred thousand dollars. And yeah. you know they flew. They're, well, they're still, they're still flying.
0: flying today, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. But so yeah. like, you know, like let let's think well, about that.
0: That goes back to your 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 eighty eight twenty tight two and your right and your and your head and everything else. Those three things all together, I don't think you even got $200,000 yet. No way. When it was new. No. Way. no. I, mean, no I think way. you might have 50000 for the entire package.
2: Oh, I bet you're more than that if you have the right shit. If it's four-wheel drive
0: and duals. And- okay, $75,000. Okay, you've got a $75,000 combine and head, so you're you're sitting on $100,000 you know whatever. You, you might be at 200000
1: but... You're not much over 200000 right? Yeah. I've asked these questions because, again, I'm a student of history. I've asked the guys that lived through it that were in the machinery business. I just kind of asked him one time in passing in 2015, 14-ish, sometime when we were in that last trough, you know, what was the baddest combine in 1986? Well, it's obviously a 88-20 Titan II straddle duels. I don't think it was eighty-five thousand for memory. They told me exactly no. what they were selling them for, no. for when they actually could sell one when someone had money to I don't, buy it. I don't think the first
0: hundred thousand dollar combine was to like the ninety like the ten series combine. I it will was, tell you
2: this. The first the yeah. first new tractor I ever sold, first yeah. new tractor, was a two thousand four mm-hmm. Magnum two thirty. First new tractor I ever sold. Yeah. It was not a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. And it had suspension. It had all the shit. And it was not $100,000. Fifth, like, what? what is that? Eight, Eighteen years ago. Uh, so, yeah. And now you could buy four of those.
1: Yep. I've got a funny story that kind of runs along those lines. Because, again, in my short, relatively short career, I've almost only ever sold used. And, uh... I mm-hmm. had the privilege or honor to sell a the first used tractor for the company that eclipsed three hundred thousand dollars, and it was a twenty eleven ninety six thirty T with a did it have it must have had a PTO. Oh yeah, I had PTO, PTO and go plated bogies, and it so was much. like I think we sold it for three hundred twenty five thousand dollars, and it was yeah. it killed two records with one one sale it was the highest price. Used tractor, because some combines had kind of gotten near that, right? And and I think it was the high. They've gotten near that, but it was also the highest pe- highest highest selling price piece of used equipment. And I was like, S- look what I did. And then literally 12 months later, that that record was blown out of the water. Like right. it never even existed out of the water. So, and like, back to our point, you know, 300,000, that's just like your ticket to get in the door. Unfortunately, again, because I like used equipment. I like selling old weird stuff, but. Amen, brother. We both know the reality of the equipment equipment on the yard, the used equipment on the yard is just, it's a lot more money, even than it was 12 years ago when I started doing it. Oh, much more.
2: Astronomically,
1: yeah, so much more. We were joking earlier. What did we used to do to sell eight three sixty R's? that had five hundred hours. Anything we could, now like, <laughs> yeah, we had those back. You know? yeah. goodness,
0: no shit. No, yeah, you're exactly right. And I think the long term effects of this thing, I don't think
1: it's a good thing.
0: No, it's not a good thing. I mean, it's really not. I mean, think about it this way. This is something I've been giving a lot of thought about, a lot of thought about. I've been thinking about this for the last five or six weeks, and I've been really hesitant to bring it up on the market, or on this on this podcast, because I just, you know, I never really knew how to, to talk about it without it sounding just like overwhelmingly negative, but if we wait, if we, you know, we get down into twenty twenty two, twenty three, twenty four, something like that, and we've got Just let's just talk about through this year. I mean, if the Fed continues to do what they're doing, we're we're going to have we're going to seven percent interest rates from all all. I don't care what lending institution you go to, you're going to have seven seven and a half, maybe even eight percent interest rates. Right? If the Fed continues what and they've said nothing about it. Right? They're not going to stop away from from doing anything that you see there. I'm not an economist, so all you people out there that want to throw darts. Whatever. Okay, throw I'm not, them at I'm Casey, not, but have good aim, please. <laughs> I'm I'm not an economist, but I've just watched the, the patterns of what we see now. I mean, if if the Fed raises the rate a half percent, I don't care who what lending institution it is. I don't care what it it goes up a whole point on the backside. So you got you got the Fed rate, you got prime rate, and then you got what everybody else bor- send, borrows at, right? Yep. So now you're, you're sitting there. there. there'll come a point in time when it, it, doesn't, it won't matter what we have on the lot. It, it's not it going to. It won't. I mean, p- just because of interest rates and what they are, sooner or later, that's, that trickle, that, that slamming the door that we see is just like of people just running through that door as fast as they can to come buy something. It's going to stop.
2: Oh, yeah. Quick. It's you going know? to
0: stop. And if I, it, if it won't, I'm not going to okay, I mean, rephrase that. It won't stop. It'll slow way down. But the price of misused equipment is still going to stay high because right.
1: it's a supply and demand thing. And, and like, again, you know, we've been friends a long time, and we all lived through the last one in the – strictly speaking to the equipment business, where, like, you know, here we are in the end of first quarter, what was that, 2013? Like, something's off here yeah. a little bit. And by the time we knew what was happening, it's too late. Oh, yeah. It was, it was too late. We, we couldn't react. We'd already made the trade. You, Boy, something something odd is happening here. Yep. And, you know, nobody's crystal ball was that clear when you're talking about a lot of volume. You nobody saw that going the way it did. Mm-hmm. I think I'll say that I agree with you guys that like that there's a tipping point. I've been saying it for a while that I think it's a seven. I'm not an economist, I'm not a mathematician. My wife would absolutely agree with that. Um but i've been saying it for a while i think that 7% has got some trigger in there because everybody realizes everything costs twice as much well well then, it really started to go yeah. bad at 14% yeah. and they're all they're all those guys that they were coming into the industry or into the into the business when they were like oh shoot that was cheap interest at 14
0: sure right uh, yep. i think and, the, one, the one thing to your point brent that that is if you go back to like 2005 2000 four two thousand six in that time frame right there six percent interest rates were a thing. That that was a they
1: absolutely when were. I
0: first got they in this business sure. when I first got in this business and I was going to uh, I was selling you know challenger tractors those kind of things I mean it was like you know we could get a six percent interest was rate it
2: really yeah. see I was trying to think of that the other day and it, I was I mean, thinking was, after it was, it, after nine
0: five and six after nine eleven they came in and said, Hey, zero percent interest for infinity. And, that, and that's when well, that Well, that's
2: what we've been running on until today.
0: <laughs> exactly. And that's so, why we're but we also you know, quantitative easing has, has created this this yeah. bubble that we're in and now all of a sudden yeah. we had this this inflationary thing. I mean, give me don't get me wrong, I am I'm, I'm gonna write an article here and and because 'cause I'm not i I'm not an economist, so I'm gonna write an article on the con- on, on the economy. Why not? High five. That's, right. that's what we do. But here's what, we, here's what I'm saying. It's like, Once the supply chain thing gets kind of figured out and everything starts rolling again, that, in, that inflation is going to start coming back down. Interest right. rates are going to follow that. I don't think this is like a long-term, oh, this is the new normal. This is a blip in time. You know, it might take a year to get through all this, but it's a blip in time.
2: All I can say is this. Last time know. these conversations were had in agriculture, okay. big green was short new. There was a scuttlebutt involving wheat and Russia. Interest rates jumped. Yeah. I was one year old. Now I'm 43.
0: I think, but I think the difference in that time frame was is that was a legitimate inflationary period.
2: That, that was global. Based or on co- this, country-wise. This, this,
0: this inflationary period that we're in right now and this interest rate period that we're in right now, now, all of this, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that's not monetary policy and everything else that comes into that. But what I will tell you is that this is a, this is a made thing, right? This, this oh, happened absolutely. because of shutting the entire world's economy down yep. in 2020. Absolutely. This is shutting down. I mean, all this stuff that we see happening is all because of, right now, because, you know, in, in Shanghai, China, the whole, the whole entire town is shut down where they can't, no one's doing anything.
2: Except the Knights. The Shanghai Knights are still out.
0: That doesn't even make sense. I don't know what that means. It's a, fun, it's a movie, I dude. Get it, dude. I'm just busting. I'm breaking balls. That's what I do.
1: What movie is that? I mean, I watch a lot of movies. It's a,
2: it's a. Jackie Chan Rush Hour three. Rush Hour I think. three, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But yeah, so. Well, but, but but all this is this is all. I'm not. I don't want to use the manufacturer because that's not true. But I mean, it's it's just. All these shutdowns and all this stuff and start and stop and start and stop, start and stop start and stop, and then now we have all these things out there that are like you know, it's cheaper and I make more money not going to work, you know what I mean all those things start playing into that you know right. and, and that's that that's a big deal forever. you know and i can't yeah you're right, it can't last forever and sooner or later sooner or later, yeah. hopefully sooner than later, yeah sooner that, that comes back into play, but that's that's my thing' is like once once i mean We've talked about this on here. I mean, once all the manufacturers are back running at 100% and they're cranking stuff out as fast as they can, used equipment's gonna is going to adjust quickly to that, right? As soon as... Fingers, as, soon as crossed.
2: fingers crossed.
0: As soon as you look out the back window over here and you're like, now, how, I didn't know we had a combine out there. You look in the inventory and you're like, oh, we've had that combine for six months. Yeah. Or oh, we've had that tractor for two and a half months. Like... Holy crap, what we've had a tractor for two and a half months. What's, go, what's going on here, Mister? And then all of a sudden you like, you're panicking and then because you're so used to just someone walking in I and mean, anyone that runs a location can sit there and can't, can't honestly tell me that they know how long something's set out there. By the time they realize it's there, it's been there it's been there for 30 days. but it's been there for 60 days.
2: But but, but the difference to that is if you have someone on <laughs> staff like Brent and I. I watched that days like a oh, hawk.
0: Dude, I mean, I in the, any used equipment guy has got that, that spreadsheet set up that shows days in inventory. And you're just tracking right. that days in inventory right. like The guy that's actually out there trying to push that piece of equipment, he has no it color. doesn't register in their head until <laughs> like day 32. And then, oh man, like, look at that. Hmm. They're like, that's, their hair's on that's fire. And they're like, they went over to duck their head because the bucket had water in it. So they ducked their head there to get the, the hair off the fire thing. And they
1: went over there and they're like, oh, wow, where'd this tractor come from? They're just like, oh, that's, yeah. you know, Steve's tractor. Mm-hmm. Well, Steve's tractor's been sitting out there for, you know, two and a or half Or This is this a- is the other black hole on used equipment lots is
0: that the machine comes in, you trade it in, it gets put back there on the, the lot, like the same lot that all the customer stuff's on, because yes. it's going through the inspection process, and then you realize you're like, Man, that's been back there for that's a minute. That's been back there for a minute. Yeah. I mean, like, we gotta get that up front. And then when we get it up front, well, you know, by the time you get it up front, I mean, shit, man, that's been if I'd have had if I had a dollar for every time I'd had that same kind and I'm I'm a I was a location manager, right? And I'm just guilty. I was a used equipment guy before I was a location manager guy. And I was I'm as guilty as anybody else. So going in there and sitting there and having that conversation, I'm like, We have where's XYZ Farms tractor at? And they're like, What's well, in the back. You don't know. Because it's dirty. Yeah. And I'm like, no. who cares if it's dirty? Get some – it's up front here. and not. It, yeah, and it, it, it's real. I and mean, it can only, be purchased. Yes. I mean, dirty. we can get it cleaned up later. But, I mean,
1: that, that's the so, whole – that's a whole other podcast. So I'll run down a tick of a rabbit hole a little bit because what – Casey, what you just talked about for the last 15, 30 seconds there, a minute. You are literally like – talking about what i think i know the best and as you guys know i really am a stickler on wash it you we're selling lamborghinis boys you know every one of those out there is you know we think of it though that's just a 8r well to a guy on the board of trader in Wall Street. That's that's he's buying. He's spending that much to buy a used Lamborghini. So let's right. treat it as such.
0: Okay. If you, will. yeah,
2: right. that's and, that's that's why you got to have your pretty white rock.
1: Oh, okay, and, so. and your and
2: your cornfield in the background. See <laughs>
1: the white the white rock <laughs> pull around. It's got to uh, be mind boggling. You you like we just you know fundamentals. You know just wash it. Make it look respectable take the last guy's spitter out of the cab you you guys have heard me and everybody listen to this has heard me preach this for how many years you know but uh I the last year and a half I've been traveling more than I ever was going to every store and trying to do like like Casey you mentioned one time years ago that you guys had somebody that did like a preliminary inspection to kind of take some workflow out of the shop and You know does it have a problem that's obvious that the salesman missed which is usually all of them but um so i've been doing doing (laughs) everything's that way yeah and then just like you know hey that's and and then i keep telling myself in this market some of my advertising tactics i guess if you will is against everything i was taught and trained and what i truly believe because of the supply Right. Tractor that like I normally would have been like that that needs a full detail. But well, wait a minute, boys, the sunshine in here, it's a 8530. Why didn't you guys advertise this? And that's the same thing to your your point. Well, it needs cleaned up. I'm not disagreeing that it needs cleaned up, but if we advertise it today, it's gonna be sold in forty-eight hours. Right. right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, I I've spent just a tremendous amount of time, miles on pickups, gallons of diesel fuel at five dollars. But like, you know, all you gotta do is find that one piece that
0: And that's the other thing too. That's that's a user equipment guy thing that what you just said right there. I have so many kind of like you can't come look at it to get cleaned up and take those pictures. I'm like, you know, I go, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. But at the end of the day, <clears throat> unless there's just A cat got murdered inside of the inside of the cab. You know what I mean? Uh, A whole family of raccoons decided to nest inside the cab of the combine. It, I mean, it's a combine. It's coming out of the field. I mean, people expect to see that. You know. Unless, or
2: I should let me back that up. The second that that guy is done with his pen signing the PO where he trades that damn thing in, that is mine. It's available. Go. Right. Go, 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 go right now. I don't care. It's
0: not in. It no. might not be in. Does it need Who cares? to be clean to set sell on the front it. line? Then you have a bunch of corn stalks sitting on the top of the feeder house. No. You don't mean, obviously not. But it's can you blow that off?
1: Of yeah, can you right. blow it
0: off and like, like yeah, I mean, it just came in, Mr. Customer. You understand what it's like when your combine first comes in. Oh, yep. sure, yeah, I do. Haul and it have, fast. And you have all that stuff on.
1: <laughs> and a lot of guys <laughs> prefer to see it when it's like that, yeah. to be real right. honest with you. And, and like inversely, um, this market, I feel like is we've got our sales force has gotten a lot better about pre-selling. Like, yeah, yeah, they, they have, have to, to the, it, at this point in time, like if it's hitting the line, I still, again, back to my roots and my training. I I, if it's in this market that we've been in for the last year and a half, two years, if it hits the lot, <laughs>
2: What's wrong with it? <laughs>
1: Probably need it washed up just because like our sales force and our sales management staff has just been cranking it out of the park about going back to the I call it old school ways of the, the role. Like right. you jump behind him and him and him and, yep. and they're putting roles together. But you know, I I'll I'll admit it, I was like, I don't I don't know if that can happen because the I thought our customer base was just so Indoctrinated to just—it's
2: just so grow. chopped up now. You don't have A, B, C, S, D's,
1: right? You got and, and guys was, with
0: money, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's really comes down to. Yeah, our,
1: our sales guys and our, our sales management have been hyper diligent about. If it hits the lot, then you're in kind of Brent's world, and and my co-parts in this, and that now you're in my world. Then I'm gonna be like, hey, I can we we can sell that how it sits. You know, take your old school training off where like super detailed. No, 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 that's clean enough. Quite frankly, we all know what the camera hides a little bit of it. Anyway, picture of the thing. What do the tires look like? Bob's your uncle. Heaven forbid yeah. you pull the shop back out and vacuum the cab kind of thing to take some pictures to sell it. But like this, our sales force has been from top to bottom, been really, really good about, they're just, quite frankly, most of the time they're washing them all the way out. And I'm like, I didn't think you could do it. I did not think it could be done because I never had seen it done before. Right. But man, they're washing out. I mean, when it, not everything, but just a tremendous amount of the stuff that's getting washed through on the on the washout cycle is is incredible. And it, when it lands literally kind of go, oh, okay, we'll blow it off yeah
0: yep no no that's that's what's crazy important so I, I think i think we've hit a good a good stopping point here i mean that that conversation was a great one where we talked we, you know, we just we hit all the high points of everything that it is to be a used equipment guy right there so 42 years ago it's coming back <laughs> it's all making its way back all right so.
2: 1979 here it is yeah. do not answer that don't
0: answer that Aaron Fennell was one-year-old in 1979, and you thought he was 40 in 1979.
2: So. Hey, I will have both of you know I wrote three papers, two in high school, one in college on the 80s farm crisis. I'm sure you did. Both over 100%. I'm sure you
1: did. Goodness. You're yeah. dedicated. You. I also – I'm, I'm a
2: freak is what I am.
1: With yes, movie you are. With tractors. Do you remember this? <laughs> movie tractors? Like, oh, who yeah of tractor from Footloose I do Rain Man. Look, 10, Rain 1080 deer,
2: Massey yeah. and a 2840 John Deere Yeah.
1: Well there you go
2: Massey yeah. Massey had a, like a 320-340 dual loader on it And the John Deere had a silage chopper yeah. And ren Sulace Got caught on the deer So he couldn't jump off And the guy rolled that Massey in the ditch And I was pissed off as a kid Because we were Massey as Massey as Massey can be and my buddies were all John Deere, so they all talk shit about that.
1: All right. Feel the dreams. Yeah, go. I, I grew up in a different town. So, uh, yeah. 2640. So. Did you notice the PTO wasn't running? Oh, yeah. As a kid, I was a kid <laughs> when that was new, and my dad was like, that PTO is not even running. This is just. This is just (laughs) (laughs) in in hindsight. I'm like, dad, it's, it's ghosts walking out of a cornfield. Yeah. PPO wasn't running. That's the most. Right. (laughs) Right.
2: No (laughs) shit. Yeah.
0: Well, Brent, appreciate you being on the podcast, man. Folks want to reach out to you, get more information about what did you do over there at HW? What's the best way to do that?
1: Oh, just, uh, call, text, email, uh, 217-493-4750 is my cell. Mm-hmm. 217-388-7717 to the store. And uh, first initial in my last name at AHWLLC.com.
0: That's uh, Brent Bowen. So that's B Bowen at AHW.com. Bowen. So sure. Bowen. And then you get, that, you get that all figured out. Fintel. so I want to reach out to you and get more information about what you're doing at Whatever it is that you're doing. What's the best uh, way to that? Smoke
2: Signals, Carrier Pigeon, Pony Word. Express. Word. Okay.
0: No. Pony uh, <laughs> Express, really? Yeah. That's, that's old school. We still
2: do. That's how we get our mail out here. You know that. It's true.
0: I feel like that some days, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Unless you order from Amazon, <laughs> you get it real quick. Right <laughs> there. there you go.
2: Now, uh, call me, text me, 308-760-1193. Uh, you can email me, Aaron.Fentel at com. Lalucca, like that.
0: Lalucca. Nice.
2: Uh-huh. Or uh, by my name on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn.
0: Yeah, the LinkedIn page. That's something else. You should check that out. It is. it is. I am Casey Seymour, and you can find me at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Iron LLC. Go to LinkedIn at MovingIronPodcast, and also have a YouTube channel. Now, I would really appreciate if I could get as many people to subscribe to my link or my YouTube channel as possible. That would be that'd be awesome. Absolutely. If you could do that. I so already
1: subscribed. Look at that friend. guy.
0: Look at that guy. I absolutely. Coming he, out of nowhere. He's ahead of me. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Well, way Hello. to go, co-host. <laughs> So if anyone that want that can subscribe to the old youtube channel man I greatly appreciate that check that out if you want to send me an email, send me an email at moving iron podcast at movingironpodcast.com. dot com you can also text me at three oh eight seven six five oh four nine five pretty sure that's right I think so Yeah, check that out so that you can email me call me there or email me you can text me or call me at that you can also um any of the platforms that you want to hit me up there and do a, If you have a question that you want someone to want us to discuss on the podcast, man, it just send us a, send me a send me a note and I'll make sure to do that. Uh, if you're interested in coming to the Moving Iron uh, Summit coming up here in Nashville, Tennessee, September six, seven, and eight, that will be uh, that'll be coming up. Check that out on the on the Moving Iron LLC website. <coughs> Brent has been to several of those. Brent, what's your thoughts on that Moving Iron Summit?
1: Won't miss it. Won't miss it. Fantastic networking, good topics, conversation, yeah. good speakers, good friends. Right. Great sound. If, if you're a dealer of Perfect. any kind, you would admit.
0: You I mean whether you're a, a, a full line dealership like us, or if you're uh, whoever, a short line dealership, a jockey, whatever, you would you would go to that, right? Oh, absolutely. Right. No question. Well go worth your time. It. Well worth your time. Check that out, and. So if you're interested in doing that, send me an email at MovingIronPodcast at MovingIronPodcast.com. I'll make sure to get back to you with whatever questions you got, or you can just sign up online at MovingIronLLC.com, and we will make sure to get back to you. So with that, I am Casey Seymour with Aaron Finnell and Brent Bowen. Let's go do some iron, folks. Out. Axon Tire is going to have more tips, tricks, and client advice throughout the year and in September at the Moving Iron Summit in Nashville. If you're looking to sign up for the event, please head over to MovingIronLLC.com. We hope to see you there. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 or go to valleytransitinc.com for all of your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. And no matter how you buy ag equipment from a dealer, auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com.